Hello, hello, hello. My name is Courtney Turner, and you are listening to Bluegrass Community Foundation's Do Good Radio Hour. I am so excited about this episode because usually in these intros, I talk a little bit about who the person is or what the organization they're with is. However, this one truly had me stumped. And if you have lived in Lexington or, I mean, really anywhere for that matter, you may have heard of United Way because they are constantly finding ways to support members of their communities. But I asked myself, what is it that they really do? And how do I fit that into a little two minute intro? Then I read this on their website. We envision a world where every community is a resilient one with family sustaining jobs, good schools and a healthy environment for all. Around the world, we engage people and organizations in community-led, innovative solutions that are turning that vision into a reality. And United Way of the Bluegrass is doing that right here at home. Our guest today is helping lead the charge at United Way of the Bluegrass as he serves as the Director of Community Impact. Here is Gary Cremines. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. I love starting out any interview with some technical difficulties. I feel like it starts a little bonding process between the two of us. So that was really exciting. Glad to have you here. Live trauma bonding. That's perfect. Yes. Now, I mentioned this in the intro that I recorded for this show, but it's really hard for me to kind of encapsulate what United Way of the Bluegrass does because they're simply so much that you all do. So before we dive into some of your programs, I want to give you a little challenge. If Mm -hmm. you had the task of introducing United Way of the Bluegrass to someone who has never even heard of the organization, how would you do it? Well, that's a great question. Um, So we'd start with, um, you know, our our mission to to fight for the, the basic needs, education and financial stability of every person in our service region. Uh, We serve 10 counties in central Kentucky. And essentially, United Way of Bluegrass has two main components, fundraising and community impact. So community impact is our our programmatic direct service uh, elements. And fundraising, we raise 
money for other nonprofit organizations so that they can apply for those dollars uh, to continue the great work they do serving people of Central Kentucky. Mm. Now, how did you find yourself at United Way? So I had worked for a number of years um, at Joseph Beth Booksellers. I was managing uh, the store there. Honestly, the dream job for me. It was great. (laughs) It was great. I loved work. I worked there for in total for about 17 years. Um, And, you know, when when people leave the book industry, they typically go one of two directions into publishing or nonprofit. It's a lot of social science and humanities majors uh, working at bookstores. And I knew some folks who had worked at United Way and a couple of folks who were working there at the time. And I talked to them about what it was like to work at United Way and if there were any opportunities. And I was able to come on board um, 10 years ago, actually almost 11, about 10 and a half years ago with the development team. So I was working for resource development. I was uh, full-time temporary uh, throughout the summer and uh, the fall. And then I was able to stay on board after that and actually moved over to what at the time we called community investments. Now we call it community impact. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm on that side of the United Way house as opposed to the fundraising side and have been for, for, you know, the past 10 plus years. And we're about to start heading into some of the programs that you all are offering. But before we do that, what is one of your favorite parts about working at United Way or just even like being a part of the team, not even being an employee, but just being a part of that zeitgeist? Yeah, I think the thing that appeals to me about United Way, I mean, I've, I've worked here for, for quite a while now. And, you know, the, the, the passion and the commitment of the people that I work with and I have worked with in the past, um, you know, that's something that really drives me on a daily basis. I, we love the work that we do. And, and for me, um, it, it's sort of the ability to see the larger picture, the larger landscape of the, the nonprofit um, community and the work that they do across the board, um, because United Way covers so much ground, we're not a sting, sort of a singular um, kind of programmatic mm-hmm. uh, organization. We get to touch all aspects. So we have, you know, from the fundraising side, you're really working with the business community, working with the private sector to to raise as much money as you can to to uh, allocate to our funded agency partners. My side of it, you know, the fund allocation process, um, we get to know our agency partners and the work that they do on a, you know, very close level. And then there's sort of the direct impact work that we've that we've um, developed, some of the stuff that we're going to talk about um, here in a few minutes. Um, so it's kind of, uh, you get to see everything, the full menu mm-hmm. of, of what's going on and the impact that it has on, you know, people who, who need help and need those services. Now, speaking of services, it is January 31st today. So this is going to come out in about two weeks. But as we are speaking, it is January 31st, which means a few things for me. Number one, it is Tyler Cameron from the Bachelorette franchise's birthday that is somehow like ingrained in my brain. (laughs) January is my least favorite month of the year. And today Mm -hmm. means it's over, finally. But also that means that it's tax season, which scares the life out of me because I have no idea what I'm doing, but I also know that it's scary for a lot of other people. And I know that you all have a very special program to help people in our community prep for tax season. So can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Yeah, so it's, um, 
the Volunteer Income Tax Assistance Program, VITA for short, you know, nonprofits, we, we have to have our acronyms. <laughs> um, and it is a, a free tax preparation program. It's sponsored by United Way of the Bluegrass um, by means of a grant from the IRS, and it provides free tax preparation um, for folks who uh, they have an income of $62,000 or less. Um, and, you know, that's that's really an important thing. It, it may or may not sound like much to people sort of on the on the face of it, mm-hmm. but that encompasses a, a lot of folks and it's a lot of money that goes back into their pockets and back into our community because it isn't cheap, you know, to pay to get your taxes done. Right. And the IRS really, the whole impetus behind the program was to provide this for people, uh, you know, who may find themselves um, struggling or people who might be in a, in a, in a lower income situation, even a middle to low income situation. Mm-hmm. Um, because a, obviously they want people to get their taxes done. And, you know, a lot of folks are obviously eligible for a return. And then this lets them put more of that money back in their pocket. And we also provide some financial stability programming to go along with that. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea being that year after year, if you can use our service of VITA and avail yourself of some of the other financial stability programming we have, you can actually begin to use those dollars from the returns to build a better financial future, um, you know, for yourself or for your family. Um, and then you know, sort of on the last component, um, there are, you know, there are other organizations out there that prepare taxes well ahead of the tax season. Um, those are really more like payday loans. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in the IRS and United with Bluegrass. We would like, for folks to steer clear of those as much as possible. Um, so we provide this outlet and uh, it's, you know, we've done, we've known this for a number of years. Certainly before I came here 10 plus years ago, we, we held the VITA grant. Um, last year we did uh, a little over 4,000 returns, wow. which brought about $5.4 million back in to, uh, to the economy. Now I will say that that covers it's not just central Kentucky because our Vita grant covers a coalition. So there are parts of our coalition in other parts of the state Gotcha. Um, in some more rural areas. Um, a big portion of that, though, obviously, is here in central Kentucky because, you know, Lexington sort of represents the, the population hub um, for our coalition. But, yeah, that's that's a huge number. Um, and on top of that, uh, the IRS estimates that 20 to 25 percent of the people who are eligible for the earned income tax credit don't either don't know about it or mm. don't know how to pursue it. Um, and, you know, the the VITA program, the heartbeat of it is the volunteers. So the volunteers are trained and certified by the IRS. And that's one of the things, and they have to retrain and recertify every year. Mm. Um, and that's one of the things that they look for. You know, the, the EITC is based on a sliding scale, um, depending on your income and, and if you have children in the home and how many children in the home, if you're head of household, you know, all that right. good tax stuff. But that's also extra money back to people that they might not be able to uh, to get otherwise um, without the the help that our our really our amazing uh, volunteers can provide. That's so cool. Now, aside from that sixty two thousand um, dollar income mm-hmm. cap, is there any other qualifications that people who want to use the services need to meet, or is it just that income? Yeah, that's. That's sort of the threshold. Um, okay. You know, there are, um, there are, we have on our website, um, uwbg.org um, slash VITA, if you want to go straight to the VITA page, 
there is a list of a the documentation that you need to bring and b other factors that that we may not be able to accommodate mm. um, in terms of, of tax preparation. I will say though that we do have there there are experts. Um, volunteers as well who are trained on another level. We work very closely with the University of Kentucky and Professor Doug Michael um, at the UK College of Law. He's been a part of IDA for a long time as well, and he does the in-person training. Um, you can train online, or you can train in person, and um, they also handle some of the expert training, um, the advanced training that's, uh, that some of the volunteers go through. But yeah, all that information is on our website. To be honest, you know, for most folks, uh, myself included, you know, your basic tax returns, simple returns, we can handle those at any of our any mm-hmm. of our Vita sites or at our at our Super Saturday events. Which let's talk about that for a second. What is sure. a Super Saturday? Yeah, uh, Super Saturday. Uh, basically, we gather some of our volunteer tax preparers and you know a, a fair number of our United Way employees, and we show up on Saturday. They'll both be held at the Lexington Senior Center on Life Lane, just off Richmond Road. And it's an opportunity. It's walk-in, right? First come, first serve. Mm. Um, We'll be taking, uh, it's from 8 to 4, taking folks from 8 to 4. The last um, appointment will be made at 4 o'clock. So at that point, we have have to sort of um, cut that off. But it's a chance for folks to come in and get their taxes done, get them done that day, um, it's a great atmosphere. You know, we have some resource center or some resource uh, tables set up and have a, a small resource fair for folks. And it's just a great opportunity to come out on that day and get your taxes taken care of. And it's um, we'll, we're going to have a second one again on March 9th. So anybody who misses the one on February 3rd can come on March 9th and we can get them knocked out. And, you know, it's a it's a great opportunity both for clientele and for our volunteers to show up and, and really provide a great service in a, in a short time frame. Do you want to tell us those dates one more time? Yes, February 3rd and March 9th, 8 to 4 at the Lexington Senior Center on Life Lane. Awesome. 195 Life Lane. Yep. 195 Life Lane. Now, speaking of volunteers, how do you all find these people who are able to be qualified to volunteer for this program? Right, right. So, you know, in our line of work, all volunteers are are special. They're they're amazing. They are really um, for for a lot of nonprofits. Again, the lifeblood of of getting work done. And you know, it we're talking about preparing taxes. It's not um, it's not the most difficult thing, but it's not the easiest lift either when it comes to to volunteering. So it takes a special person. And a lot of our volunteers come back year after year. We have a strong cadre of volunteers. Um, they are so dedicated to this program, and they understand the importance of it, and they understand the economic impact it has not only on individuals and families, but really on the entire region. Um, in addition, every year we do volunteer recruiting for the program. Um, you know, we're, we're had a strong focus this year on a social media campaign to recruit volunteers. We are still recruiting volunteers. Mm. So anybody who's interested, um, we don't really ever stop doing that because the training is, you know, it's a couple of hours maybe, um, and it's provided online. So folks can get trained and certified at any point and begin to prepare taxes throughout the tax season. Um, and then, of course, in the summer and the fall, we'll do a, another round of, of recruiting to get folks involved. And the, the thing is, it, I mean, it goes without saying, but the more volunteers we have, 
the more opportunity we'll have to reach more people. Um, you know, the outreach of the program, the, the, the promotion of the program, it's not as, it's not as difficult. And, you know, a lot of folks already know about it. And it, once, once people learn about it, it's something that they're interested in, Mm. but you have to have enough volunteers to, to cover the need. Um, so we're definitely always looking for volunteers and we have sites around the city. So there are different locations. Um, we have partnerships with other organizations and uh, we also utilize our waypoint centers. We should talk about those in yes. a little bit. But um, the East End at Charles Young and the West End at Black and Williams. And we have a partnership with uh, Centro de San Juan Diego in, in Cardinal Valley. All these places will be able to to uh, to meet folks and get their taxes squared away. So even if people can't make it to one of those Super Saturday tax prep marathons, there are other ways for them to go and get their taxes prepared by these volunteers. Yes, absolutely. All you need to do if you can't make it to a Super Saturday is dial 211. So 211 is the United Way of Bluegrass um, for for needs and services. So the, basically 211 covers um, basic need referrals, sort of like housing, uh, utility help, transportation, food, health and wellness, all that. In addition to that, they handle our um, appointments mm. for for Vita. So if you call two one one, they will connect you and get you an appointment at the closest uh, available site for you to have your taxes prepared. Now we talked a little bit earlier about how I'm. I mean, every tax season, I just pray that I'm not going to be arrested because I have no clue what I'm up to. Um, So can you tell me a little bit about what that process looks like for people who come in and get their taxes prepared? And also, I know that you mentioned um, the earned income tax credit. Can you tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit more about that as well? Yeah, so the the process is is really the same as if you were going to, you know, a a, a paid service. So there's a list again. The, the a, a real important component of this is the the documentation that you need to bring with yeah. you. That's essential to to getting your taxes done. You know, on the spot in a timely manner. And again, you can go to uwbg.org/vita. There's a list of what you need to bring. Um, you can also talk to the folks at two one one, and they can they can give you that information. Um, but yes, you know, our, our volunteers are they're great, and they, they again, they're a lot of them come back year after year. And they, you know, they understand that, that this is something that they're providing as a service and that it's important. And the folks who come in, you know, are treated with the utmost um, care and respect. And we have, you know, there's every year there's um, great stories, success stories that come out of out of the, the BIDA program. And, and folks understand, you know, they understand it for what it is, that it's, it's a service that we're providing um, to the community. So yeah, it's 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 really simple. I mean, it's uh, it's not a simple process for the preparer necessarily, <laughs> but it's a simple process if you you know you want to get your taxes done. Call two one one; they'll connect you to a site. The you know you'll go in and, and a wonderful volunteer will take care of your of your tax needs. Mm. And that earned income tax credit, what is mm-hmm. that? How do people know if they qualify for that? Like, how can people yeah. get more information on that? So there's a couple of things you can do. I mean, obviously, if you make an appointment. Um, through Vita, through two one one, and and meet one of our Vita volunteers. They'll tell you if you if you qualify um, for EITC. If you want to look at the information on your own, you can go to the IRS website, irs.gov. 
Um, they do a good job of outlining. It's it's kind of it's not cut and dry. It's, ba- it's based on again on your income, mm-hmm. um, and then whether or not you have children in the home and whether or not you're head of household. And it's kind of a it's almost it's almost like a bell curve. You know, there's <laughs> right. it, you you'll, you'll see where you exist, where you land um, in terms of those extra dollars that might come back to you. Um, but it's largely income based. And the idea is, you know, for, for folks who might find themselves in a, in a lower income situation, they will be eligible by and large, um, you know, for, for a tax credit and, you know, EITC is a refundable tax credit. So of that, of that five, uh, $5.4 million worth of returns that came back last year, mm-hmm. um, refunds that came back last year, about one point, uh, one point eight million of that was EITC dollars. Wow. And again, you know, a lot of folks don't know they're eligible and they don't pursue it. Um, and it's, you know, we're, we're looking to provide an opportunity again for folks to take a positive step forward with their own financial future by uh, availing themselves of this service and of of these, you know, these, these extra dollars that might come back to them in addition to the money they're not spending um, mm-hmm. to have their taxes prepared. Now. I am a part of Leadership Lexington. Shout out to Melissa Reynolds, who is on the United Way team. She's fantastic. And one of the things that we had the opportunity to do just a few weeks ago was visit one of these Waypoint Centers, which I'm embarrassed to say that I had never heard of this. I didn't know what this is. It was one of the coolest things that I've gotten to see since living in Lexington. Can you tell us about those Waypoint Centers, and then tell us about some of the initiatives that you all have going on in United Way of the Bluegrass as a whole, especially at these Waypoint Centers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, I would say that I'm, I'm a proud Leadership Lexington grad. Um, <gasps> what it class? It was a number of too many. Uh, it's 2000, I knew you were going to ask, 2006. Okay. Might have been 2007. Uh-huh. Long enough that I can't remember exactly, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it was a while ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, what a great program. Um yeah, so the Waypoint Centers, um, they marked a little bit of a, a strategic shift in how United Way of the Bluegrass, how we wanted to drive impact in the community. Um, and we opened our first Waypoint Center in 2021. We were supposed to open uh, in 2020, but... Um, yeah, why didn't that happen? Crazy. Yeah, well, something happened. <laughs> well, something happened that year that was kind of crazy. Um and the idea was it's based on it's not a new idea, but it was, it was sort of new to us. It's based on a, a collective uh, collective impact model. And, you know, our folks had done some research and gone to some other United Ways who were who were using this model to find out how it worked and how we might implement it. And again, the idea being to drive deeper impact in the neighborhoods that were the most in need. So we sort of had to uh, change our funding model a little bit where we would fund a handful of organizations at a little bit of a higher level so they could be with us physically in those waypoint mm-hmm. centers and provide services to people. And again, the idea behind the center itself is it's walkable. It's in a neighborhood where folks can reach it. Um, transportation is such a huge barrier. Yeah. And, you know, it can be very difficult if you're if you have to travel all over town um, to get the different services that you need. So the idea was we would have um, you know, waypoint manager on site in addition to our funded agency partners and what we couldn't cover with the folks there on any given day our waypoint manager would then serve as 
almost like a human 211, but mm-hmm. it was more of a direct handoff, right? So that person would be able to do an intake, work with a client, find out what their needs were, make those phone calls on the spot, make the referrals on mm-hmm. the spot. And we even had other, um, other service providers who would come to the Waypoint Center, even if they weren't a funded partner necessarily, come to the Waypoint Center to meet clients where they were so they wouldn't have to travel. So it sort of served that that rooted purpose that maybe we didn't even anticipate, um, you know, when we first opened them. And yeah, so the first three were uh, east and west end of Lexington, mm-hmm. Charles Young and Black and Williams, and downtown Paris with a partnership with the, uh, with the YMCA there. Um, shout out to those good folks. And then our newest addition is um, a direct partnership with Centro to San Juan Diego uh, with, with Jim and Dot Bennett, who are, are amazing people. And they're doing great, such great work there at Centro um, and to the you know the Cardinal Valley neighborhood. Um, it's really remarkable stuff. That's the one that we went to, and it is the most beautiful building yeah. I have yeah. ever been in. If you all. I mean, anybody who's listening needs to stop in there just to look at the kitchen. The kitchen is unreal. It is massive. Yeah. What commercial would, grade. Commercial grade. You could do anything in there. Talk about the bear. Yeah. If there is one thing that you you could hope for for these mm-hmm. waypoint centers, what would that be? Like, what impact are you all hoping to make in these communities? Yeah, that's a great question. So... You know, when we first came up with the with the idea um, of of the the center itself, again, it's not a new model. Um, you know, in some places they're they're specific to one particular program element. You know, like maybe it's financial stability, mm-hmm. um, and we really wanted to focus on as many. You know, fi- the three pillars for United Way are you know uh, financial stability, you know, education and and health right income education and health and the financial stability component was sort of the the entryway because it's where we had some expertise we had mm-hmm. some amazing partners both in the nonprofit uh, landscape and also in, in private enterprise um and that was sort of the how we opened it and that is that is obviously foundational i mean you know you need people need to be stable financially before anything else right. can really take root um and i think for for us we we would love to see an ability to expand programming and to that end um, through, you know, working with, with uh, the city, with the Fayette Urban County government and with some, you know, really generous gift from the Marksbury uh, family foundation, mm-hmm. we were able to renovate the, the Palmer pharmacy building, fifth and chestnut. And we'll be moving into that building uh, soon ish. I'm not mm. sure exactly of the date. <laughs> um, I think I don't want to commit to a date on that, but it's it's coming up. Stay tuned. Great. Um, and that's going to be amazing. That building. So you know the buildings we're in now are great. There's it's limited space, um, and this we're going to have the the run of this building. It's two stories. There's going to be so much room for expanded programming. Um, you know, there's space for folks in the community to be able to use. Um, it's going to be such a boon for uh, for Waypoint. It, it really will meet the model that we initially envisioned. Um, and, you know, I mean, it's, it's when service pr- provision, you know, there's, there's always going to be a need for more dollars, right? I mm-hmm. mean, that's just the way it is. Um, so, you know, we have to really f- refocus our efforts on, on fundraising and sponsorships, but, you know, also 
working closely with partners to develop and provide the kind of programming that we want. And that'll be in the East End, but it's not limited to folks who live in the East End. Right. So, and really for all of our Waypoint Centers, we've had customers and clients come from, you know, from many of the different counties that we serve. I think at this point, maybe all 10 of the counties we serve. Obviously, the vast majority are, are coming from Lexington. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you're not, it's not limited to folks who live in any, any particular zip code or neighborhood. Anybody who needs help can come to a Waypoint Center. Now, before we move on to segment two, we've talked about mm-hmm. 211. We've talked about your website. But let's talk for just a second about people who want to be involved in helping at a Waypoint Center, or maybe they have this financial expertise that they want to offer for the VITA program. How can people get more information about volunteering with you guys? Yeah, I mean, certainly you can reach out um, directly and call United Way. Um, you can send us a, a, you know, an email through the website, particularly if you are interested in uh, you know, in Vita or Waypoint, um, there you can reach out to to me, uh, and I'm on the website. You know, my information's <laughs> there. If you're interested in Vita, especially if you want to volunteer, I'd be happy to talk to you. Um, Daryl Thompson is our director of Waypoint Initiative, and uh, you know, Daryl used to work for Fayette County Public Schools. He's 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 you know he's brilliant. He's great at what he does, and we're definitely looking for you know anybody who's willing to help uh, with Waypoint. We could reach directly out to Daryl and we can get you connected up Mm. for sure. Okay. Now, Gary, every episode, we like to do this thing that we call BGCF Fast Facts, which is where I'm going to ask you a question and without thinking about it too much, you're going to give me the first answer that pops up. Are you ready? I think so. Yes. (laughs) What are you reading right now? I just started uh, rereading a novel that I um, was trying to read and put down mm. um, a while ago. It's uh, Cormac McCarthy's uh, Blood Meridian. It's not the easiest book to read, um, but I'm a big fan of his. I've read some of his other stuff, so I'm, I'm trying to uh, trying to get through that. Yeah. What are you watching right now? So I'm a huge fan of this show from the early '90s um, called Northern Exposure. Oh. And. It's, uh, I just, it's, I, maybe it's been streaming. It, it was never on a streaming service. And I just <laughs> discovered that it's on, it's on one of the services. I don't know we need to advertise for them, but, um, they, they have, I'll just say they have plenty of money as it is, yes. but I've been watching, I've been watching that and, uh, yeah, it's really, it's really taking me away. It's such a great show. And I think not a lot of people know about it necessarily. Can you give me a little uh, synopsis? What, what is it about? So it's about, um, a doctor from New York City finished his medical school and he couldn't pay for school. So the state of Alaska paid for his medical education. But as a quid pro quo, he has to go serve in Alaska and he thinks he's going to Anchorage. But it turns out that some wealthy guy from a very small town, kind of in the middle of nowhere, Alaska, has paid to have him go there. And he has to do his three or four years of service in this little town called Sicily, Alaska. And from that, it's a real character-driven show. So from there, oh, you know, love. he meets all these people and, you know, uh, hilarity ensues. But it's it's really good. It's a very well-thought-out, um, really intelligent um, bit of television that, you know, is, I think, pretty rare these days. So. Oh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check it out. I'm going to put that on my list. What Great. are you listening to right now? Uh, I... I, I was excited to do this because I'm a huge fan of podcasts. Yes. This is the first time I've ever been on one. So, <gasps> Welcome. You know, I feel like it's come, yeah, it's come full circle yes. for me. Um, 
all my friends, uh, especially my I run, such my running friends would tell you that, yeah, he's definitely one of those podcast people <laughs> who likes to talk about them. Good. Um, and I do have a particular favorite that I listen to a lot. Um, it's the Rich Roll podcast. Okay. Um, and Rich Roll was a, an athlete, um, a competitive uh, swimmer, and uh, became an attorney and had to sort of overcome some addiction issues mm. and really changed his life after that, became an uh, ultra endurance athlete, um, a vegan. And he, at one point, started this podcast um, back when really there weren't a lot of podcasts. Right. And so it's it's been around for a long time. And it's it really covers so much ground. He interviews a lot of different kinds of people, not just athletes, mm-hmm. but entrepreneurs and, you know, people from, you know, sort of um, spiritual or, mm-hmm. or self-help backgrounds. So it's always something new and something interesting um, on his show. Also listening to, uh, like everybody else, to my uh, Spotify year-end oh, of um, course. review playlist. Yeah. Who was your I number gotta, one? Gotta hit that up. Well, I'm sorry. Who is your number one artist? Do you remember? Oh, it's <laughs> so I'm a huge fan of this band out of Memphis um, called Lucero. And I, they're kind of hard to pin down. Um, <laughs> I've seen them. I've seen them a bunch of times. They come to Lexington and Louisville a good bit. Um, so I think that most people would maybe refer to them as alternative country, okay. Americana, maybe cow punk, that kind okay. of stuff. They're great. I can't recommend them enough. And I got to meet the lead singer last time I was in Memphis, so that was kind of a highlight for me. I'm not usually, you know, like that kind, that guy like that fan famous people. <laughs> I, I guess you could argue that maybe he's not even that famous, but I mean, to me, he is. So oh, you love him, so that's yeah. great. <laughs> Weirdly, there's a tie-in too um, to the book I'm reading, Blood Meridian, because hmm. the Ben Nichols, who is the the lead singer and lyricist for Lucero. Um, that's his favorite book, and he issued an EP a number of years ago where all the songs are related to the book itself and to characters in the book. So that's really cool. Do you think a part of you reading that book is self, like, subconsciously saying, I'm going to be his best friend? I think so. <laughs> I, I think he, I think after we met, he's probably decided we are best friends. So, yes, yeah. you all are thinking about each other Especially all the time. Especially after he hears this, right? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> we'll send this directly to him. Absolutely. What are you eating right now? Oh, man. Um, you know, I again, to sort of relate back to uh, my my running fans, a lot of mm-hmm. the, a handful of them are kind of foodies, you know, and will be running and they'll talk about all this amazing food that they're sure. they're making and they're eating. And they'll sort of get to me and I'll be like, well, I'm going to go home and microwave a veggie burger. <laughs> so if you were to ask them, they'd be like, yeah, podcasts and veggie burgers, I think is uh, those are his life. I love it. So. Yeah. What are you most scared of? Um, most scared of. Um, so <laughs> I would say that um, sort of one answer I would give, you know, which is sort of the, the maybe the, the highbrow answer is because mm-hmm. um, it's true is you know letting people down, people that mm-hmm. I care about, you know, I don't want to let them down. Um, probably the more immediate fear though is uh, sinkholes. Oh. Um, Terrified yeah. of sinkholes because they can happen, especially around here. They yeah. happen. Yeah. Kentucky is so full of caves. I don't know if that's caves. rational or not, but it's real. So. No, <laughs> let me tell you. I grew up in a very small town called Greensburg, Kentucky, and we had a car lot there, like a, a used car lot. And one day it just all, all fell right. through. And to this day, that sinkhole has not been repaired. There's just like a gate around it. So I think about it probably 
more than the average person. So I totally get yeah. that. Yeah, I did a little research one time about um, you know the propensity for them in the, in this area, and I do not suggest that anybody do that. So. No, it, the number it's is too idea. high. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On, on the opposite end of that, what are you most proud of? Uh, most proud of. So you know, I, I don't. I'm sure that a lot of parents um, would say this, but and my kids are grown, mm-hmm. um, 27 and 22. Uh, shout out Bailey and Reed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that, you know, I just being a father mm-hmm. uh, to them, I'm really proud of that. I don't really, I don't take credit for any success that they have. That's all them. But, you know, just, just having had that opportunity, mm-hmm. um, you know, is special to me. And I'm really proud of that. Mm. Who do you look up to? Hmm. Wow, that's a good question. Besides Ben Nichols, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I I don't, um, I'm not a huge fan of sort of hero worship because right. you know everybody there are no heroes in in real life, um, but I do I look up to people who um, generally people who are are self assured, mm-hmm. you know, and, and sort of know themselves and and you know them when you meet them, you know, they have that inner strength. Right. Um, yeah, that's 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 something I strive for, and that's that's something I look up to in other people. Mm. Why do you love our community? You know, the in, I I feel like Lexington's. It's I moved here in 1996. I grew up in a really small town in Ohio, um, Ironton, Ohio. It's right across mm-hmm. the river from Ashland, Kentucky. So a lot of a lot of Kentuckians are familiar with it, um, and. I went to school at um, the Ohio State University, yeah. so I lived in Columbus for a while. My daughter's in law school there now, you know, and I got to live in Columbus for a while. I love Columbus, but Lexington is to me, it, it's interesting because of its size, right? So it's small enough that you know there's this great community of, of people who care about Lexington and care about the community and care about Central Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have this great nonprofit um, community. And it's also big enough, though, that we have resources to affect real change. And I feel like Lexington is in this, in particular, um, is in this sort of sweet spot where it's not so big that it's going to be really neighborhood or area dependent, mm-hmm. but it's not so small that you can't marshal the resources you need to make change. So I think that the potential um for for this city and then by extension for the entire area to really address you know systemic problems in an effective way is off the charts you know and i mean, i guess you could argue that there's there's a lot of work to be done in that direction and i wouldn't argue that there right. isn't yeah. but i do think that we've got the the wherewithal and the ability and the resources to make some really great things happen mm. why do you love yourself Oh, man. Um, Why do I love myself? Um, I guess, you know, I I think that the way that you treat others is probably your best reflection of how you feel about yourself. And I I really, I try to treat other people with, you know, kindness and and care and respect and compassion. So, um, 
Yeah, I think I feel those things for myself <laughs> as well. Uh, that's that's a hard question to answer. It's a tough but one. But I do think that's sort of a mirror for folks, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, you know, a lot of people who don't treat other people well, they may not care that that's the mirror. But right. you know, to me, that that's that's what matters. And you know, I like that. I like that part of myself. Mm. Last question. Remind mm-hmm. us how people can get in touch with you guys, learn more about Vida, learn more about Waypoint Centers, and then United Way as a whole. How can people get in touch with you? Absolutely. So, um, again, I think the best resource for, you know, sort of gathering information is our website, uwbg.org. And again, backslash Vida, backslash Waypoint. Um, even if you just go to the website um, under our, there's a section called Our Work um, and our programs two different components there that will sort of list everything out. Um, I would say additionally, we just created a landing page for our grants, Mm. UWBG backslash grants. And if you're interested in being a funded partner, that's the place that you want to go. And that's new. And we are looking to, you know, expand uh, sort of our reach and um, maybe reach some potential uh, partners and funded agencies that haven't applied in the past um, we really want to try to, you know, level the playing field a little bit and, and you know, be a more equitable approach um, in, in our effort to, to you know, at funding across the board. Um, yeah, and, and there's always 211. So if you need help or if you need information about United Way, you can call 211. Uh, we have navigators that are trained and they can they can direct you wherever you need to go. And I should say also 211 covers most of the state, not just oh, okay. this area. So our two one one, we cover. I'm not going to get it right, but it, I want to <laughs> say it's like it's ninety plus counties, oh I think. My um, and uh, Metro United Way and Southern Kentucky cover cover what's left. So anywhere in Kentucky, you can dial two one one and and get help or information. Mm. Gary, thank you so much for being here. This was such a pleasure. And I know that you guys have tons of things happening all the time. So please use this as an open invitation to always come back and chat with us. We would love to have you again. Amazing. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. Thanks so much, Gary. I will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Do Good Radio Hour brought to you by Bluegrass Community Foundation. We'll be back next week right here on Radio Lex, or you can listen to us anytime on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY, or visit us at BGCF.org to stay up to date on all of the latest giving and do-good opportunities in our community. Until next time, I'm Courtney Turner. Do good and be well. You are listening to the Do Good Radio Hour on Radio Lex, WLXU 93.9 LP FM Lexington. Our theme song is Happy Tune, written and performed by Brother Smith. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views of Radio Lex, its board of directors, or Bluegrass Community Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own and the guests'.